All right, so I'm here today with a special guest named Rachel. Welcome to Trailer Talk. Hi, everybody. Okay, so this is my first parent episode. Um, I'm interviewing a parent, and um, she's very special. She has three special children, so she's going to tell us all about that. And, you know, I'm just going to ask some questions about what it's like raising teens, especially since she has a boy and two girls. And I have two boys, two girls, so I need all the help I can get. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure other people do, too. So, all right, so I guess we can first start by um, just you introducing yourself and telling us, you know, your what kind of children you have, how old they are. Well, hello. I am Rachel, and I have one son who is 18, senior in high school. Mm-hmm. I have a 20-year-old that is a sophomore in college, and I have a 22-year-old who is following her passion in modeling. Um, all three of my children are wonderful kids. Of course, they've had their issues and struggles, um, but I do feel as if raising them has been a pleasure. It has been great along with some other ups and downs here and there. Um, Having a son is totally different than having having girls. Girls are moody. Um, They are disconnected sometimes. Sometimes they can't, you know, get things right back in order. Um, And my son, he is just really easy. He's really easy. He's really laid back. He's really um, just a really good laid back kid. So is he is he he's the baby, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um I I see a lot like of similarities with him and my 13-year-old. My 13-year-old mm-hmm. is my oldest son. That kind of chill demeanor, just very calm. Mm-hmm. Um sometimes almost so calm that they calm like he'll calm me down like I can get absolutely. over the top. Absolutely. Absolutely. That spirit do you ever feel like since he's the calm one, if when he gets kind of like aggravated or annoyed, does it kind of like hurt you a little bit? Because I know I get, I'm like, I didn't expect him to do all this. It is. It is very surprising when he gets upset. But when he does get upset, I think because he's calm um, all the time, it's kind of like a volcano. He doesn't allow things to bother him, but then when it reaches a point, it just spills over. Mm-hmm. And so then that hurts me, and I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot believe he's that upset. But I want him to understand and know that you could be just a little bit upset, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to wait until the boiling point for it to be able to you know, erupt. And I think that sometimes he does you know, have a tendency to do that because he's always so calm. Yeah, I think that's my son, too, because sometimes it's just, like, random blow. I'm like, dog, what? And I feel, like, (laughs) I am so hurt about it. But the thing is, I was the calm child growing up, so Mm -hmm. I understand, like, the feeling of blowing up Mm -hmm. because my sister wasn't. She was the one who... It was like always giving my mom a hard time, so I was like, let me calm down. Like, I'm not going to be the other person stressing out. I understand that completely. I am the baby of five, but I have a twin sister, and we're totally opposite. (laughs) So she was the one that was always getting whoopings, and I was the one like, I see you already get beat. I'm good. good. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. That's it. Look. So I think that having my son last, I think he's kind of like that, too, because my oldest was the one that really pushed the plate. Oh, she pushed the plate. (laughs) Yeah, that's the same. Like, his sister, he see, like, Mm -hmm. you know, he would see what she goes through, and he's like, "Mm, yeah, all right, I know. Mm -hmm. And then my middle child, she is kind of like the middleman. She speaks exactly how she feels, but she's never 
um, over the top either. Yeah. Now, my oldest, she's very, she can be very explosive. Like, you know, she just says how she feels and it is what it is. I, yeah. I'm starting to believe that's the oldest trait yes. because <laughs> my sister was like that. My oldest, yes. like my oldest child, my daughter's like that. She's like, oh, she's like, let me, um, say what I got to say and I don't care what you got to say about mm-hmm. it. And so anyway, that's just, Absolutely. I think that's an oldest thing. Yes. Because I think that they feel like they have the most responsibility because I do believe that I did give my oldest daughter responsibilities. The other ones didn't have, but that was because she was the oldest. Yeah. See, I don't know. Mine, she, I feel like she don't even have responsibilities for real. I feel like she just, I don't know. I feel like that's just the one I got to learn from. <laughs> and you will. I think I've learned something from all my kids. Yeah. And I think that I take the approach as being liberal as long as you're respectful. Yeah. So I think um, taking that place, I've learned how to be able to communicate better with each of them individually. Mm-hmm. Because I used to have set rules for everybody. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't get me that's wrong. Smart. They're the set standard yeah. that everybody has to do. But I communicate with them differently because... They have different personalities. I know that with my middle child, I can't yell at her. It shuts her Shut all her the way down. down. I mean, she shuts down like she would just just be numb. And I can't get anything out of her. Wow. You know, with my oldest child, yelling at her ignites. And so we're going fight. back and so forth. Yeah, fight, so yeah. we fight now. Like, we're in a in a midst of having a, yeah, yes. <laughs> I think that's the same. This is sounding like my household right now. Yes. And then with my son, he listens. So so I could just talk to him in a calm disposition and he's okay. Yeah. You know, because if you raise it, like, mom, why are you yelling? Like, I'm not yelling. That's how I talk. But you're going to do this, this, and this. Yes, ma'am. I think, yeah, I think that takes a special, like, I mean, that is definitely a mother. I would like to say a good mother's, um, like, that's a trait for a good mom. You have Mm -hmm. to know, and kids will complain, like, you don't do this for such and such, but what you don't understand is Mm -hmm. such and such is different. Everybody's different. Mm -hmm. Everybody learns differently, and teachers do the same. Like, everybody discipline different like my kids i can't whoop them all like right. now in the beginning it was you know i'm gonna pop you but mm-hmm. like that baby she came out and she like i'm a what as soon as you say i'm a mm-hmm. pa she start crying right. like what's the point <laughs> she get right and start crying so we don't even have to go there and then i think that that creates in some kids it creates anger issues i think for my oldest daughter mm-hmm. i was whooped so that was my mechanism i'm yeah. gonna beat your behind if you do this this or that and I understood as she got older, and you, it, like whooping, I'm like, I'm wearing myself out. <laughs> yes, yeah, you be breathing all hard. We too old for this. It's yeah, and it just didn't work. So then I was like, okay, I had to learn. Taking everything away from her was like the biggest thing. Okay, well you're not gonna go here. What you mean? I'm not. Uh, you better go to that room. I hear a door slam. It's gonna be on. You know. And she. Yes got to a place where she didn't want me to keep taking her thing. I took her phone. Took the phone. That Yeah, you take the phone. Oh. She my baby got over. her phone taken now. Mm-hmm. And she thought that the world was over. My middle child, she kind of learned from the, yeah, the, the oldest, oldest one. Mm-hmm. And it didn't take much because she was always she was always the one feeling as if everybody else got everything. But she really got, I feel like she yeah. got the most. But she had the middle child syndrome. I think um, what, so you said the girls are definitely moody, and mm-hmm. it's. I think for me, my biggest thing with the girls is the feelings, the emotions. Oh. Like, if I say the wrong thing, you might get me cry. I don't even yes. know what to do. And I think it is. I think it's all hormonal. 
and I think it's um, individual with the kid. But I think that they go, they are in sync. So it's like when one's going, the other one's going. I'm like, I have to get out of here. Can y'all drop yeah. me nuts? And then we all going yeah, after a while. We all going. You're absolutely right. <laughs> so then it's just like we just kind of blend in. And the poor boy over there like, what? I got to go. Let me go to work. Yes. Let me go to school somewhere. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is great. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, so they're all, like, pretty much grown. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling with this, like, the moving away or, like, if they move away, like, what they're going to do? You're going to be by yourself, Transition. single, ready to mingle? Like, yes. what is this? <laughs> transition is different, but in this transition, transitional place, I am finding who I am, Rachel versus you know being mom because I had my kids young so because I started young I am figuring out what I like most about me where I want to go it's okay for me to just go and be able to splurge a little because I don't have to I don't have a requirement to do as much it it is kind of different because I'm used to being at football and cheerleading and you know decking after school programs and everything and now all that is not a requirement because of course, my youngest is graduating, my middle one's in college, and the other one's doing her modeling thing, so it's different. Um, but I, I'm just finding me, and I'm, I'm, I'm having a good time doing it. I always feel like it's so hard. Like, people do not understand. Moms go yes. through it. Like, I don't care. Nobody, I feel like you cannot understand unless you're a mom because mm-hmm. you go to the store. Mm-hmm. You got everything in the cart. Yep. And none of it is for, for you. you. At all. How do you find, like, how like how do you feel? Do you still feel a little guilt? I do. Okay. I feel guilty. And then sometimes, like, they push me to do stuff. They're like, Mom, we're not babies anymore. We could do it. And I'm like, oh, well, no, I got to be there. I can't go here. I'm still making excuses as to why I can't. And my son's like, no, you can go. I'll get a, ooh, I got a friend pick me up. I can go. I'm, what? I mean, it's like yeah. they're making, they want to see me evolve, and they want to see me happy, and they want to see me doing different things. So they're finding ways for me to be able to not make excuses. Yeah. So now I'm getting more comfortable with, like, okay. That's I good go. they support you like that because mm-hmm. it has got to be tough. Like, I, I mean, I said my youngest is eight, but I feel like I already, my 10-year-old didn't want to ride with me. He wanted to stay outside the other day mm-hmm. with his friends. I almost cried in the car because yes. I'm like, you don't need, you don't want to hang with your mama no yes. more. You know we go get ice cream when don't nobody ride right. with us. Right, right. And they don't, they're, they're finding themselves too. And I think that because we grew, like we kind of, I was always the mom. They always respected that we kind of grew up together. Yes. Like in a sense, I think that um, now they want to be doing things by themselves. and want to have that independence because I always had control. Yeah. I always had control of everything, and now I give them a little bit of control to be able to do. Long as you're back at this time, long as you don't do this and that, mm-hmm. long as I can be able to track you on my phone, yeah, we're good. That's right. Long as you get locked up, you ain't doing no drugs, you ain't doing no craziness. Please, Jesus. <laughs> you know, you know they're doing something behind your back. You know what I'm saying? But yes, Lord. You have to be. You know what I'm saying? Open, and you have to trust them. And I think the more that I learned to trust my kids, the more they communicated with me. The more I try to like keep them, keep a thumb on them, and keep them from doing everything, the more they kind of rebel. Like my oldest daughter would rebel, mm-hmm. like because I, I was, I was basically I had changed on because I was afraid that she was gonna make some of the same, yeah. you know what I'm saying? She was your first. Yeah, she was gonna make some of the same choices that I did, and I wanted to prevent her from doing that. But in the midst of doing it all, I was pushing her to do 
certain things without wanting to tell me to ask for my guidance because I was afraid, you know what I'm saying, of her making a mistake. And so when I recognized that me being so overbearing was keeping her from, um, you know what I'm saying, from growing and pushing her to do more things, I started to push back a little bit and started to listen. Okay, so why do you want to do this or that? Or where are you going this and that? Or she stopped lying. She started telling me the truth. Well, mom, I was like, what? I mean, you know what I'm saying? But then we gained a, a different type of relationship. So I was like, oh, so now at 18, you're doing this, this, and this. You know what I'm saying or whatnot. I don't approve of this. I'm never going to condone this. But I'm happy you're even being able to tell me because yeah. now I can prevent you from what would happen. I can help yeah, you after, be able to yeah. aftermath. So it was, it was a real big learning experience <laughs> yeah i i feel you on that because like my mom she you could tell her anything and mm-hmm. she was so calm she'll just sit there okay mm-hmm. oh so how how was that mm-hmm. you could tell her anything she's like so how was it mm-hmm. see i'm too dramatic for that i'm like what did you did what thing. yeah i do the exact same thing but they know that my reaction is going to be dramatic like that and they know yeah. but they feel so comfortable with me being mom and they kind of, I think they sometimes look at me as their best friend, you yeah, know. That, yeah, they do. And I think that because of that, they'll come and tell me stuff. Like, Mom, you know, I did something. Uh, what? You yeah, know, that's yeah, I almost yeah, fell yeah. all on the floor. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're so dramatic. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, I can't believe. But at the same time, I'm grateful for that. Because then it prevents them from doing things because they want to know my, they want to know um, my advice. I, yeah, they want advice. my advice. Mm-hmm. They want my advice. So I'm like, oh. Okay, so young adults is different. Okay, so what's the difference between like okay raising your kids and seeing like um, your girls dating and then like your boy dating? Well, with my daughters, um, I would have to say my oldest daughter, she really. Um, she really never had, like, a steady boyfriend. She would go on dates. Mm-hmm. Um, but she really never was, like, interested in just settling down with, you know, one little boy or whatnot. She just kind of was like her little free spirit self and didn't really do it. My second daughter, she was very dramatic, and she always had a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. She's a cheerleader. She always dated either a football player or a basketball player, and I think it was just because of what she did. That's yeah. what kind of meshed her together. Athlete. Yes, always around. My son, he was a late bloomer. Um, he ended up dating and he's only had really like two girlfriends and he's been just really cool with Aww. it. And I've, I've told him like, Hey, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of hang out, have fun. You know what I'm saying? Do you, but he kind of likes the little girl he's with now. So they all kind of, you know, it's just been kind of bland. It hasn't I've had any real dramatic things except for some of the things, you know what I'm saying? That happened like little things yeah i was wondering about like okay so my oldest she um i don't know so i feel like she looks at my like me and my husband as like a template which i'm guess that's what kids do but i feel like it's a it's in my it's not realistic all the time you see what i'm saying because me and my we got together in high school like 12th grade year mm-hmm. and just been together since yeah like we broke up a little bit but mm-hmm. we together right so i feel like she probably thinking she gonna meet her dude in high school but what if like you get what i'm saying like that might not happen well i i will agree and attest to that because i met their father in high school mm-hmm. and we ended up having them like during and after high school yeah. <laughs> um 
and we didn't stay together. Um, so I think that sometimes, but we were together eight years. You know, mm-hmm. we stayed together a little bit after. Um, but I think it is really unrealistic in this day and age because there's so many things that are acceptable. You know, there's so many different things. You don't have to just choose one these days, and it's okay. Uh-huh. Um, you're able to have more of a variety. And I think that um, dating's just different. It's just different. Like, you have the online thing. You can date from other schools. People got cards. It's just yeah. different. It's broad spectrum. These girls yeah. on Tinder in my class, I yeah. said, Tinder! And Bumble and all the other ones. And I'm like, um, so be okay. They're like, I'm just trying to get friends. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, but you in high school. You got, like... Oh, well, whatever. But They want a different variety because anything goes. It's so easy to meet people now. It's not like you go down the hallway, oh, he's cute. Yeah. You know, you have so much of a vast variety that it's made them, I think, indecisive on what it's supposed to be. But I do think it's great to have a template to, uh, to what you would like to marry. Yeah. That's a wonderful thing. But like you said, in reality, it's like, ugh, what? Yeah. 30% of the people are married these days? Yeah, and I feel so, uh, like, I'm afraid for her because it's like, I, everything's so serious. But it, it, she might just be, like, a late bloomer and, you know, every, it maybe, maybe well, she my is. my oldest daughter, she's 22 and still really not had a steady boyfriend. I mean, I know she likes boys, I know she goes on dates, but she's just like, mm. He not the one? He's not it. Yeah. So she's kind of, now my middle one. She finds her a boyfriend. She always <laughs> she 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 keep yeah, her. She, she stay cuffed. She stay cuffed. Yeah, she had about four boyfriends. Look at her time. But I think I think um like it's not like not that I'm ready because Lord right. knows Jesus because when she does talk to me about it, I'm like oh this dude here he go <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. I just I just think with my boys because I feel like boys are like boys in a like a son and mother relationship is just so special and so i feel like i don't know i'm like i gotta approve of this girl like Mm -hmm. and then i know the like his sisters are gonna be like who is this girl oh my daughters and they baby brother it's oh i think their girl his girlfriend is scared of them yeah, I would be because it's like mm-hmm. he's the baby boy, so you know you got your mama and you got the sister. And they think and that they're his. They think that his they are his mama. mama. Yeah. yeah. So he, so can't he just do got mamas. He got day. mama everywhere. <laughs> but I think that's going to make him a good man. I think that's going to make him be more respectful to women oh, because yeah, he has yeah. been he raised by so many women, and I think that he likes the fact that a woman is going to have to depend on him. So I, I think, think that yeah, he loves that. that. He's going to be a great provider and a great husband. I just want to make sure that his backbone stays strong and you just don't, you know, buckle at all yeah. things because he is very, he's sweet. He's just a nice, he's a very well-rounded person. I just don't want him to be a pushover. Because, you know, sometimes yeah. good boys finish last, you know. Yeah. But and I, I don't think, think he yeah, is. No, he's too strong. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think he is, so. But, but I, I understand. But the right girl, you know, the right woman in the yeah. You know, you're right. Yeah, you right. Turn you out, right. Real quick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then they change a whole yeah. new person. Mm-hmm. So, what about um, date like you dating? Like, how do your kids act about that? Because so you are a single mom. Yes, uh, my kids actually encourage me to date. They've actually tried to like. Be like, oh, mom, going here. They're, they're the ones that actually got me the online date. Okay. And they, they were like, oh, you yeah, helping me. Yeah, they're like, no, swipe. 
well, let me see him. No, mm-mm, mom. Mm-mm. Did you read his profile? No. <laughs> so they go back and forth. So when I do go on dates, when I do decide that, because I'm picky, uh, when I do go on dates, they're like, oh, well, you just like we have you on our phone, you need to uh, show your location. Yeah, your yep. location. I'm like, I got you. That they ain't so about to get sweet. me. That's not right. good. They ain't about to get me back to get right. <laughs> so they are very protective, but they are very open to it. They want me to be happy. That's good. Um, you know, in my previous relationship, uh, I dated somebody and they liked him. You know what I'm saying? They, they were very interactive with him. Things didn't work out. I'm like, oh, okay, mom. Not the end of the world. We're going to find you somebody else. So they try to okay. set me up. And I'm like, who are you going to set me up with? It's like, you need to go to the football games and find somebody single yeah. dad. I'm like, we I'm be working out here. I'm telling you because <laughs> I was telling on one of the episodes, I tell them all the time. I was like, when I was younger and my mom, because I was like, you know, getting older, I'm like, man, I don't want her to be alone. Like, I want her to live her yeah. best life. Yep. I used to see the coaches. I'm like, man, maybe she can get with this coach right here because he's single. <laughs> but he was too busy out there living his mm-hmm. best right. life. With too many other singles. I was like, you know how many other people at the football field trying to pick up their necks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I was just, I was just always wondering about that because I know, like, it's hard. my kids, I wonder how they would act. Like, um, how are they like? How's their relationship with their dad? Like, it seems like they, it's they're cool. They have they're one. Cool. They talk to them. They're cool with their dad. Um, I think that their relationship with their dad, he's kind of like the person that shows up for fun, you know, because he didn't have to do all the the raising. the raising part. So, um, I think that they can go and talk to him about all the fun stuff, like especially my son. He could definitely talk to him about girls yeah, and what he girl. should and should not yeah. do. Oh, I think cool. my daughters revert more so to me because they yeah, can relate. relate to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they have a decent relationship with their dad. I mm-hmm. mean, he's he's cool, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to different things. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had, you know, I had that post the other day about mm-hmm. um, how do you relate to your dad? Like, how what kind of relationship mm-hmm. do you have? And majority of the kids were saying like either they don't talk to their dad at all or um it's difficult to talk to them so that's good that they actually can you know talk to them what about um forgiveness we talked about like holding grudges and things like that like i am a grudge holder lord forgive me i've been working to get better Mm -hmm. and so i catch myself now that i'm older like i'm like Girl, you gotta let that go. You can't be that mean to this because I'm a shady mean. grudge holder. <laughs> That's the Scorpio in me. Y'all I'm got a Scorpio a... too. Oh yes. What? Well, okay. November 20th. Oh okay. I'm. Oh, you right at the end. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm the second, and mm-hmm. so yeah. Mm-hmm. But I can't. So I've been trying like to get that out the way. What I've learned in regard, especially with being a Scorpio, also. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned that me being able to forgive somebody else has released me from burden um, because it affects me more than I know. They're moved on with their life, and mm-hmm. I'm still feeling a certain type of way. They're it. not even thinking about it at all, and I'm still holding on to something that makes me feel uncomfortable. And every time that you think about that situation, you relive it. Mm-hmm. And the more you relive it, you continue to retain it. And because you retain it, you know what I'm saying? You're calling yourself hurt. Hurt. Pain, because everybody see, else yeah. yeah, everybody else didn't let it go. So I had to learn to be able to forgive. I forgave my kids' father. It took them years 
to be able to forgive him, you know. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm at a place where I can talk. We can be cool. We can say hi. We can say bye. And we can let it go. Yeah. And I don't even th I don't even think about any of the bad or the uncomfortable things that have happened. Yeah. Because my focus is not there. My focus is on mm -hmm. something else. But until you be able to, until you're able to let go of that forgiveness, you still harbor, you know what I'm saying, and carry the barriers of its way. Mm -hmm. So you just got to let it go. You just got to release, man. And it feels so good. Even if it, what I did one time is I wrote a letter. I wrote a letter to all the people that I felt like had harmed me, that caused me any type of pain. And I mailed them all. Then I was like, why did I do that? But once the person got it, I was like, you don't have to elicit a response. Mm -hmm. You know, but once the person got it, they looked at me in a different way because I was able to communicate. That was my way of communicating without having any interruption. Yes. And then I went. And I took all the thoughts of the bad things about people, and I burned. I just had me a big old bowl, mm -hmm. and I would burn up all the things. And it made me feel good, and I released that pain. And now I feel 10 times better. I mean, I feel 20 pounds lighter after I let it go. You are so right. Like, I, I do the letter writing thing. I think mm -hmm. that um that really works. I haven't given them, but... Mm -hmm. Just the to, just to get it out, get mm -hmm. the feelings out. That's something because a lot of like a lot of the kids that listen, well, you know, whoever's listening, depression is like a major issue it that is. they deal with, and so it's usually like somebody has hurt you or you've lost somebody or you know it's most times it's something you can't control. Yes. and so to write out those feelings, it just really mm -hmm. and to be able to release that, it is just such a relief. But see, when you honestly and truly re, uh, forgive, you don't revert back. It's a memory mm -hmm. in your bank, so you don't continue to do the same thing. Yeah. But it's never a place that you lie. It's never a place that you, you know what I'm saying, you stay. Because when you stay, that's when the hurt comes. You're right. Because mm -hmm. I remember, like, I had never really had to forgive for real, for real, until just, like, recently. Mm -hmm. Maybe, like, I'm probably, like, a year out of it. And um, I remember talking to this lady who had went through something similar. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, have you forgiven her yet? And mm -hmm. I said, you know what? Mm -mm. <laughs> now that you ask, I don't even truly know what forgiveness is if mm -hmm. I... You know, because I, I get mad every time. And she was just like, yeah, you ain't forgave her yet. Right. And, and I felt it. <laughs> <laughs> and so she told me to write the letter. Mm -hmm. And so I did. But I never gave the letter. But I did write it. And then I started just focusing more on myself. You know, hence mm -hmm. the <laughs> cut. Yep. Hey, girl, ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So, I've yeah. been a couple times with the big child. That's the greatest feeling ever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, it's liberating. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing. Like, that's really important for kids. And a lot of, like, kids, they don't even... Like, a lot of kids go through things, but a lot of them don't. Like, I'm mm -hmm. learn I've been around so many kids so long, like, kids who've mm -hmm. been through so much and they're mm -hmm. holding on to so much. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just now beginning to be around kids who don't really have that stress and that pressure. Right. And so their issues, they're still issues, but they're not as gigantic. They're not grown or mature issues Absolutely. Yet. So eventually they'll have to learn to forgive. Right. Because come for me to think about I didn't really have to learn how to forgive and, and I was you know an uh, adult mm -hmm. but when you evolve and get to understand and know yourself the forgiveness process excuse me I'm sorry the forgiveness process um, it becomes easier because what you're looking for to you're never going to get that confirmation from the other person yes never. and that's the thing you're that's never going thing. to get that closure 
So because you're never going to get that closure, and if they do give you the closure, it might not be the way that you want it. Yeah, it's still not going to so satisfy you. It's still you. not going to satisfy you. So the only way to be able to satisfy your spirit is to be able to let it go. It's a re it, it is a learning experience. It's mm -hmm. not a loss. It's a lesson. Mm -hmm. That's why I can't always tell my kids, you don't take losses. You learn lessons. Now, you will lose eventually if you keep on going back to the same lesson until you get the yeah, lesson yeah. learned, you know. But you need to make sure that when you truly forgive somebody, you've let it go. Yeah. You can't get it out of your memory bank, you know what I'm saying, but you can reserve it there. And I think that's a lot with a lot of kids are depressed, a lot of people are depressed because we hold on to so much and we can't release that anger, we can't release that hurt, and it bottles all up. And then anything that is remotely even similar to what has happened it's a trigger. Mm -hmm. So yep. every time that trigger goes off, you know what I'm saying? You pulling, you, you pulling mm -hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? You shoot that gun and now you're right back. And now you fester 10 things on top of one. Because, oh, well, he did this to me. And now the next person, they, you know, they on sentence. And they, you know what I'm saying? They going through everything because of what somebody else did. Because you never let it go. Yep. So you won't be able to move forward. You won't be able to productively have relationships if you're holding on to that. Because anything that somebody else do even if it wasn't intentional you know what i'm saying it's going to remind you of that thing and now you didn't build up a block and you've built up a wall and you've built up a, a level of self-trust and you become defensive off of something that you haven't let go in the uh -huh. past yeah and it's and it just holds it, it holds you down it bogs you down you know and i learned that when i started gaining weight when i started gaining weight i'm like man this weight is just not weight physically this way is mentally, this way is emotional. Yep. So I had to learn how to be able to man my emotions so I would be able to productively have great relationships with people not based on my past experience because I was living in the midst of that emotion. And because I was living in that midst of emotion, I missed all types of opportunities mm -hmm. because I'm on defense because I couldn't time. let go. All yeah, I always got to be, you know, I'm on... You did this the last time, you're going to do it again. And that was what work, that's what kids, that's yeah, what that's men, what that's what friends. I'm like, oh, you only got to do me but once. I see you. But, you know, at the end of the day, it may not have been that dramatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because it was done, you have no choice but to get, well, you have a choice. You choose to just keep reliving that same mm -hmm. experience and it festers. You just stay in the, you just yes. get stuck. You, you just stuck. get stuck. And when you get stuck, it's, it, it's, it wears you down. You're stressed. You're tired. You're depressed. You're lethargic. You can't do certain things. You know what I mean? Like yes. you would normally do. And then are you even living? Now you're existing. You're existing in a place of hurt and emotional distress for what reason? Yeah. Because you're going to let go. Somebody because somebody else is doing yeah. something they don't care. Mm -hmm. They'll do it again. To somebody else? Yeah. Anybody. Or you, yep. if you allow them to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Yeah, I think that's very important because, like, I feel like nowadays, um, like, nobody's really talking about forgiveness. Mm -mm. It's, like, a very selfish world, like, every man for himself right now. So, it nobody is. really is, like, talking about that. Mm -hmm. um, even, like, what about, we can talk about, like, as a mother. Like, you mm -hmm. have to deal with the different personalities of your kids. Mm -hmm. You have to also go to work. Mm-hmm deal with those personalities there um and you have to go to work because you have to provide right. and then you have to deal with you know, like helping your kids to become you know great humans right <laughs> and the, who can provide for themselves mm -hmm. how do you balance all that um i think 
one of the things that I had to learn to do mm-hmm. is allow my children to to um, do some things for themselves as they got older. Um, in regards to work, I had to make it a priority to say, hey, I had to be in jobs that I knew that I can get off at a certain time so I could be able to support my kids because I think that that's very, very important mm-hmm. um, to be there when your kids are in any type of activities because if nobody shows up, they don't foster that that um, attitude and that love of being wanted and, being, and having somebody support them. Mm-hmm. And that's very, very important for them to be able to grow. So the biggest things with balance with me is I always tried to find things that work within the schedule, especially living in the Atlanta area. It mm-hmm. takes you forever to get everywhere because traffic is terrible. Um, I've been granted the opportunity to do that when they were small. As they got older, um, I think me selecting jobs came a little bit different because I found their they found their own independence. And I didn't want them to always just solely depend upon me because I want them to be able to go out in the world and be able to fish on their own. Mm -hmm. So I gave them the tools to be able to do that as they got older. And I think once they started showing me that they had the responsibility to do it, then it was easier for me to, like, back up a little bit and allow them to do certain things and allow them to maybe get a job or allow them Mm -hmm. to maybe be able to car ride with somebody else or, you know what I'm saying, versus me having to have that control. Yeah. 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 and that's what it was, control. Yeah, and that's something my husband will say. He'll say, why are they even depending on you for blah, blah, blah? Yes. And I'm like, well, in my mind, it's just I'm the one who's supposed to do it. Like, I'm not but thinking it, about mm-hmm. that. So that's a good question. Like, why are they dependent right. on you? Right, and be, they're dependent upon but you don't want – I always tell my kids I'm not raising handicaps, and I'm not talking about in the physical. I mean, not being me, but yeah, I don't but want to – um, handicap them from the real world. Mm-hmm. And I think that I saw there was something different between me and my twin sister because I feel like she handicapped her kids to a certain extent. And one area she allowed them to go and do, and in another area it was restrictive, like, you do everything I do. Even when they're off in college, like, it was like a ball and chain, like, mm. where they got to a point where it starts disrupting the relationship between yeah. you and your kid. So I think that it all has to do with um, having the timing and being able to have the trust in your kids to know that you'll be able to balance. Like when you're balancing things at work, of course you got to go to work because you need to check. But I do believe and I understand wholeheartedly that you got to understand your work. You know what I'm saying? If respect is not being served, you got to get up from the table. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got to be able to move to somewhere that you're going to be able to flourish. Of course. You know, I've had to take pay cuts before because I'm like, I'm just not, I can't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My peace is more important than me to be able to come here and make your company excel. Because yeah. at the end of the day, your I still got to go home with me. Run, your yeah. old company going to run. If I die tomorrow, you ain't going to show up to my funeral. Mm-hmm. So I had to start setting standards and start building my self-esteem and understanding my self-worth in order for me to be able to make moves to be able to still be able to take care of my family. But at the same time, hold on to being who I am and understanding, you know what I'm saying, that I am valuable. I am an asset, not a liability. Mm -hmm. So when you put yourself in certain positions, it it does help you to be able to show your kids that you can walk away. Because I think that's very important. You don't stay at a job and you don't stay in a relationship because it's comfortable and complacent. You stay because you're loved, you're nurtured, you're fostered. They're, They're pushing you to be your best. 
that you stay because you're growing together. That don't mean you ain't going to have no bad times. People at the job get on your nerves, you know. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we have a relationship. You know what I'm saying? I know what my job is to do. You know what your job is to do. And together, we're going to be able to make these things happen. When it comes to a place where we're always, you know, at odds, at some point, somebody going to have to leave. I know it's probably not going to be you. So I got to make a decision. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Because people get played. It has to be me because this is affecting my peace. Mm -hmm. And I think when you teach your kids that it's okay to be able to leave you know, accordingly, don't just mm -hmm. go up and leave, you know, yeah. you just can't just quit tomorrow <laughs> unless it's some real craziness, yeah. but, you know what I'm yeah. saying, or whatnot. And that's stepping out on a lot of faith because <laughs> you better have some money in the account to be able to pay yeah, bill. a lot of faith. Mm -hmm. But I think that it is very important to teach your kids um, know when to hold them, know when to walk away. Um, and I think that's in all aspects, even relationships. Mm -hmm. um, boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, husband and wife. I chose not to stay in a relationship with their father because it wasn't conducive to the development of my kids. Mm -hmm. So I had to be able to walk away. We either stay and we stay together dysfunctional. Or I separate this and we can be functional, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, and still be able to have the same outcome to be able to raise the kids so they don't be able to see things that are, you know, out of order. But you do want to show your kids there's going to be some type of conflict. Everything is yeah, not, everything's not perfect. Everything right. is not perfect and everything is not going to be the way that you want it to be all the time. And that teaches them problem solving mm -hmm. to be able to move through. But So I think the social element of giving your kids the opportunity to be able to get a job, be able to play a sport, you know what I'm saying, to keep them interactive so they'll know how to act in society versus just outside of school is mm -hmm. a very important element too. So when you find that, you start finding balance because if they're at practice, do you have time to work out? So you start finding balance yeah. in what you need to do for yourself. Yeah, or guess what? I used to be in my car doing my homework. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Watching them in practice. Mama, did you see me? Yeah. yeah I, I saw I'd... you. Yeah. That's... Yeah. yeah. You know, giving them praise and, and, and learning how to um, do things. So I think that the balance and all that is um, just comes with life. You know, and where you want your kids to be. I always tell my kids, don't be me, be 10 times better. Mm -hmm. I want you to be, and they have, they broken generational curses. You know what I'm saying? All the kids then went to college. You know what I'm saying? All the kids outside of, like, me and my twin sister both had our first baby at 18. Aww, so, you know, yeah. my mom did too. Yes, baby. together. And my brother, my oldest, my middle brother. Oh my God. There's three of them the same age. My mom was like, what was y'all doing? We had all of our kids together, yeah, though. <laughs> Y'all was all yes. covering for everybody. Yeah, we was covering for everybody. <laughs> everybody was together. Look, not together, together, yeah. but you know, but everybody, yeah. my niece and nephew's birthdays are within years. So mm -hmm. twins running. Twins definitely running the family. Lord. My mom had two sets. <laughs> my mom had two sets. That's my cousins are twins. Yeah, we, we have a lot of twins that run the family. That's a true. Yeah, so I think that... um. God has, has blessed us to give us different things to look at. And it's great to have a good marriage for your kids to model because there's not a lot. Dating seems pretty bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's pretty bad. Oh, my gosh. What about, um? you was like, okay, so a lot of kids say, like, they don't get that parent, most parents, like, if you're a good parent and you really, like, support your child, all you want is the best. You just really want them to be better than you. But kids have a hard time with this because they are always bringing up your past. Yes. And I'm telling you, this is my students. These are my own yes. kids. Everybody I know who's like a teen is like, I'm not, man, my mama did this and, and he did that. So what he, what they want me to do? 
we gotta address this issue yes well my kids tell me <laughs> well mom i know you did this or that and i'm like yep and guess what I said, these are the repercussions and the results of why I did this. And this is why I don't want you to. So I have been blessed. Thank you, God, to been able to have a child. You know what I'm saying? Early on, all three of mine early on. Mm -hmm. And been able to have the drive and the ambition to always want to have a job, still go to college, still be able to do certain yeah. things, still have the help that I needed in order to raise my kids. But the struggle was hard. And that's what I would tell them all the time. You may not have felt you know what I'm saying? The impact of the choice yes. that I made. I said, but you have seen certain things. When you asked me for certain things and I wasn't able to give it, there'll be times I go in the room and cry because I couldn't get it for you right then. But then I made it happen, you know, mm -hmm. because that's what I wanted you to have. Yeah. I said, so when you talk about what I did in my past, it was to prepare you for your future so you wouldn't be able to make those same mistakes. So that's how I try to relate things with my kids. Like, you know, do you remember this? Or do you remember this situation? Or do you remember when I wasn't able to make it mm -hmm. to, you know what I'm saying, to this game? And, you know, I felt bad about not being able to, to, to do this or that. See, well, then some of them hit you with the, well, I ain't asked to be here. See, look, we yeah. ain't talking about that. That's right. You know. And my I get, daughter's told me that before. My she oldest, too, hit she, me with that. Yeah, she was like, well, I ain't asked to be here. I said, you didn't. I said, but now that you're here, we have a choice. I had a choice <laughs> to be able to take care of you, and I chose to do that. <laughs> Thank you. And and that's that's the whole thing. Like, I try to tell them, like, y'all. You're, they only want you to be better. Like we, at yes. the end of the day, we only want you better than we are. That's it. And because my, my daughter said, "Well, well, you fell ninth grade." I said, "Yes," mm -hmm. but then I turned my life around. That's it. Like, and, and I'm a teacher. You thank you. And I, I fell ninth grade, <laughs> and I got my life together. I didn't yes. want to be the dummy in the room. Yes. So I said, I gotta yes. take all these classes and make yep. it up. And you made it up, and you still graduate. Thank you. And so yes. I'm like, yes, I did. But it's not about like what I did. It's like, are, what are you gonna do now? You know, you're making yes. these mistakes. You fell in this class, you're doing this. What are you going to do next? Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I mean, I've dealt with it with her, but I haven't dealt with it with my younger ones yet. They ain't got the attitude phase right. yet because they, what, little 13 is the, he about to come. He's coming. He is coming. My Girl, he coming. <laughs> he is coming. Well, I think that, um, too, that with when the kids are making those type of um, comments, I think that they – just want to get their way for that moment. Yeah, they deflect it. They trying to change the subject. Yeah, they trying to get their way at that moment. But I have seen, like, with my kids, especially my oldest daughter now that she is 22, she has no desire to have a child. And I'm so happy. Mm. I mean, eventually she wants kids. Yeah. But she has it. she's done everything to prevent, you know what I'm saying, yeah. from being able to be a mom. And I said, you know, all those yelling and screaming, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Might, no, might, no, might it helped out a little bit, you know, because she understands that that takes your life away. Yeah. Like, live your life now while you can and have fun. Mm -hmm. If you decide to fall in love or whatnot, have fun with him for a while, you know, and then settle down yeah. and have your kids. Because the thing is, life does not stop because you have kids. Because me and my kids, we wrote... We going as a four package deal wherever I want to go. Let's go. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I still had that childlike spirit in me to be able to want to have yeah, fun. Cause you were young. Yeah, because I was young, and I'm like, hey, 
I better do it now. You know, I get old, I may not be able to, you know, move mm-hmm. a shape like that. And then I, and I'm blessed. I try to take the good out of everything because I'm blessed. I'll be a young grandma even if yeah. at fifty something. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so that'll be good, and I'll still be able to play with my grandkids and stuff. But I, I think know, that without being out of prison. Yeah, without. <laughs> Dying. Because I'm already, I'm like, <laughs> yes. I'm like, dang, how yeah. did I do it with these kids? Because they wear me out now. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad Girl, I did not. I babysitting and fell asleep on the baby. <laughs> the, <laughs> my kids have been the first to tell you. My great niece came down. Well, my niece, she came down here and she brought her little five year old son, and my daughter's was taking her out. Mm-hmm. And I'm babysitting. I thought he was asleep. Mm-mm. Girl, I done went to sleep. Yeah. On the baby, yeah. <laughs> on the fire, he was babysitting me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I said I don't know how. So like, yeah, I do. I wouldn't mind another one, but at the end of the day, I know it's gonna mm-hmm. be rough because I. Do get you think tired. your husband want another one too? Yeah, we talked about it. Well, that'd be nice. If it happened, I'd be happy. That'd be so nice. <sighs> My daughter's like, no, uh, uh-uh, you already got too many, and like. She said, we got too many. We barely got room now. And I'm like, we not. You about to go, though. You leave it. Look. Baby's going to be yours. We're going to make it a nursery. (laughs) That little one, she's going to be a mess, though. Yes. I don't really know. And she's eight? Mm -hmm. She's the baby. She's classified as a baby. She is the baby. Because y'all spread them out pretty nicely. Yeah. I wish I would have been smart. Because like they say, it was this book about, like, African-American, like, to get you out of poverty. And it said four years, and I'm like, yep, because when one go to school, the other one comes, another, yeah. Because yeah, I, I didn't do it at the first two. Girl, I did Ooh. all mine back to back. Four yeah. years old, two years old, newborn. Yep, but they bond. Like, they got a decent they, they bond. They have a beautiful bond. My kids are right or die. Yeah, and they I didn't have They will lie for all three <laughs> yes. of them. I had to get them all together. Everybody ain't nobody saying. Yep. Everybody take a beating together. Thank you. All three. I'm yes. like, what? I'm nobody like, gonna say that. What? Yeah, they close. They stayed. See, I it was just my sister. She was seven. We six or seven years apart. So it was. It like, was too far so apart. Yeah. I, but I always wanted, and so my mm-hmm. daughter would say, "You don't understand. You didn't grow up like this." Like when mm-hmm. she gets frustrated with right. them, and I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I can't even lie. You're right. right. There's I only don't two of understand. us." And it was barely two because she was off living her right you know, college seven, and stuff. Yeah. She come back every now and then and right. decide she gonna move back. Right. But for the most part, it was really like me. You was the only child. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I don't know. So I kept myself busy. Like I would right. socialize, talk on the phone. I would mm-hmm. go out. And my daughter, she don't really do that. And I'm like. Probably not, because the whole crew at the house. So, like, right. what you need to socialize? You're not bored. Yeah, I think that um, I think that it's very important to, to find balance with it all. And if you don't um, find balance, it makes things hard. And you definitely have to be organized. Yeah. Like, because it's chaotic. I, sometimes I call my, my life organized chaos. It is. Because, uh-huh. um, you know, I'm thinking now, as I get older, I don't want to have to plan everything. Mm-hmm. I just want to be spontaneous sometimes. Yeah, and now that they're older, I'm like, oh, you I can, can just go. It. Yeah, I can, I can just go. Leave when I want yeah, to leave. that's what I'm saying. I'm like, oh, let me just get dressed and go somewhere. And then I'm like, where am I going? Yeah. It don't matter. Let me get in the car. I'm going to Google somewhere. I'm going to mm-hmm. figure out something to do because it makes it different. And I think that I want to teach my kids to be adventurous, but yet and still be mindful of what your responsibilities yeah, are. Yeah. What about this? You because you just made me think about something. So we can talk a little bit about like since you had your kids young mm-hmm. and you kind of grew up with them. Because I feel like I'm growing mm-hmm. up and I grew up with mine, especially that oldest. 
we grew up together mm-hmm. but um i feel like how do you like because you still have dreams like mm-hmm. kids don't understand i try to tell them i'm like mm-hmm. oh like we're Yes. Oh, I'm just uh, the same person. Right. right. I'm just like an older body. I'm still the same as I was in high school right. with a little more knowledge That's and wisdom. <laughs> but I'm still that same human. Like, yes. I still like to have fun. I still, mm-hmm. you know, I still have dreams and aspirations. So, like, yes. how do you hold on to your dreams or, or even, like, rediscover or find your new dream? Cause and that is exactly where I'm at right now. Um, I have just been thinking about what I want to do next in life. Mm-hmm. And I love to talk and I love to uplift and I love to empower people. I that is tell. my <laughs> that is my thing. Um I keep having this dream mm-hmm. that one day I'm going to be on this podium in this white suit and I can see myself with all this glass and amongst a whole lot of people doing like philanthropy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I would love to be able to do that and I said I'm going to start that out with doing like spoken word or something yeah. at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to get over my fear first though so I was like I have to get over my fear of speaking in front of these people just openly and freely mm-hmm. so um, that's what I'm working on now that's what kind of brought me to the podcast because I'm like well you know if I can go and speak a little yeah. bit you know I'll yeah. be different mm-hmm. um, but another one of my dreams and aspirations is I have um, I have a heart for homeless people so now that they have that Keisha Lance bottom, fifty million dollars, I'm trying to figure out how I could be part of being able to rehabilitate, you know what I'm saying, our displaced veterans. Yeah. So that's what I'm striving and, and moving my goals towards now. Because I want to I'm like, okay, it I may not make as much money, but I'll be living in my purpose. Yeah. And I think that other things, other streams of revenue will come along because God will bless me yeah. for being able to, you know, to go out and, and to be able to serve, serve yeah. you know, and, and he always compensates you for what you're doing in your heart because that's what I just keep asking God. What is my purpose? What am I supposed to be able to do? Yeah. And then I also want to get married, you know. Yeah. I want to have fun. I want to grow old with somebody. Yeah, I want to have a soul Tina, Tina yeah, knows, baby. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just yes, love you. I just love your energy. <laughs> so, okay, so how do you tell your kids? Okay, so you know you grow up, like I mm-hmm. see so many different types mm-hmm. of kids and they have mm-hmm. parents who say you're gonna be a doctor or they have like parents who say i don't care what you do get out my house mm-hmm. at 18 that's me mm-hmm. I'm at, you better mm-hmm. do something just don't ask me for nothing right mm-hmm. <laughs> i'll support you but right. i'm not mentally emotionally i can't give you money right so how do you help your kids like find their oh uh, my goodness. dreams and passions and you got three so it's like it's gonna be different but how i I was so hurt by my oldest daughter. <laughs> she went off to college. I thought everything was great. Everything was good. She lived the party life. I told her, find balance. Didn't happen. She hated college. Mm-hmm. Dreams and aspirations. It was not for her. But I was still forcing. I'm pushing the hand. You're going to college. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm like, you getting to live the life. I didn't get to live on campus. Yeah, you know, you I see did. Taking care of Right. Yeah, I'm sitting here. I gotta go start out the community college. Then I had to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I had to do different things to, you know what I'm saying, to get through and then graduate and then do this and do do that. And nothing's wrong with that. Yeah. But I want but you, you to have an idea your in your mind yes. for her. Yes, my idea. Oh my goodness, you're gonna be the next Oprah Winfrey. My daughter loves poetry. She okay. writes well. English is her thing. Okay. So I'm like, oh. 
This is just perfect. You're beautiful. You got the stance. You can do the, oh, I just had everything down. You're going to be an anchor on TV. You yes. Just, yes, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I just had it all. I even went to the college. Girl, when I got to the college, they had a program where you could do broadcasting. I'm over here oh, talking to the yeah. lady like I'm coming to school. Yeah. But I just had her over there, and they were engaged, and they loved her, and everything was wonderful. Girl, get ready to drop her off that second year, mama. I'm not staying. What you mean Ooh. you're not staying, ma'am? When I tell you that was a long ride, ride home. <laughs> but when she broke it down and she cried, and she made me understand as much as I yelled, cussed, and screamed at that moment, I understood and knew that it was not my life. It was hers. Yeah. And I'm like, I cannot live my dreams through this child. So I had to make it, you know, I had to let her make a decision. And I said, I'll support you as long as you show me that you're helping yourself. I think them oldest, them rebels, they make you. No, it's yes. <laughs> but they make you. They the ones make you see mm -hmm. that you are doing the most like as like yes. as i say you're doing too much yes. they make you see it and it's like yes. you can't even fight it like oh because we have our idea like i had an idea for my daughter school she was gonna be in honors classes yes. this and this girl <laughs> <laughs> she told me and she was like but mommy you weren't even in them I'm like you right because i didn't get in them until i decided to change my life that's it so you right I'm you trying to help you, you got you this it. you won mm -hmm. They make you, but yes. yes, I feel like I I feel like it'll be really good to like. I gotta bring you back. We gotta mm -hmm. figure out what we are gonna do next because yes. I think you're really good. You have experience with kids. Like teens are a tough, like just a tough group. Yes, people always ask me, how you get them kids to to like you? How you get mm -hmm. them kids to think you they mama? And like I said, well, I'm sorry. I just really see them as my own, and yes. I treat them like babies, and I and shouldn't. But I'm like, you do, baby. And they're like, I'm grown. I got it. I'm saying, yeah, you grown. My bad. But the but, thing is, you meet them where they're at. Yeah. And the thing is, when you meet a child where they're at, they'll be open and they'll be willing to communicate. And until we meet them where they're at, they're going to continue to rebel against what we really want them to do. They sure got yes, that right. My daughter's doing much better in her endeavor to be able to pursue her dream. And that's good. And she got the freedom and, yes. uh, you know, and your and support. She has the approval. Yeah. Now she has the approval because that's what she was looking for was the approval. Mom, are you going to be okay with it? I'm like, no, are you going to be okay with it? And then she's like, oh, I said, because you can't work these two jobs forever. Yeah. But the thing is, if you're passionate about what you want, you're going to go get it. Yep. Oh, it, just, it seems like you're just a great mom. But I knew that when I met your child. I was like, oh, my God, your mom's great. And he would say things like, man, my mama do that. And I'm like, oh, I love you, your mom. So anyway, yes, Scorpio Nation. We don't care that it's February. So I just want to say I'm so glad you came on. Thank you mm -hmm. so much. I'm definitely going to have you back. We're going to talk more for the moms out there because this is some real stuff. Well, so I anyway, you having me. All right. Well, thank um, you. thank you. And I guess any last words? Just take care of those babies. Look, support them. Yes. Teach them, and be a great role model. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well, thank you so much. And um, I guess okay. Until next time, y'all. Oh.